0: You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. There are depths that the Spirit of God will bring us into. There are Revelations that will open up to us. And because it's the predominant flow of the Spirit to us in these meetings will be through teachings. It will be important for you to pay attention. Hallelujah. The primary way in the Spirit of God will reach out to us will be through the teaching of God's Word. The Bible said about Jesus in Luke chapter 5 verse 17. Now I'm going to mention a lot of scriptures So I need scriptures coming up as quickly as possible In Luke 5.17 It says And it came to pass On a certain day As he was teaching That there were Pharisees And doctors of the law Sitting by Which were come out of every town Of Galilee And Judea And Jerusalem And what happened And the power Everyone said the power Of the Lord was what? Present to heal. Now understand that it was a teaching meeting. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. Glory to God. As he was teaching, the power of the Lord was present to heal. In the same way, today the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Amen. As Pastor TB is teaching. Amen. The power of the Lord will be present to heal. The power of the Lord will be present to move you from where you are to where you ought to be. The power of the Lord is present to bring you into that inheritance that God has ordained for you. Through the teachings. So it's important that you pay attention and you receive God's word into your spirits. This year has been delivered to us. Are we together? It has been delivered to us. See, the year is already finished. Are you with me? It has been delivered, handed over to you. The year is not going to be a success. It is a success. For most of us, it was a success. Are you understanding me? See, there is something about the tenses of God's word. Faith is. Not faith was. Hallelujah. Because faith always speaks... Like it is done Glory to God Because in actual fact it is done Why does faith speak like it is done Because faith sees The real situation Our eyes Might look at the circumstance But faith always sees the answer So faith calls those things That be not As though they were Because they actually are Hallelujah They exist. It says this world was framed by the word of God. It said the things which do appear were not made of things which we can see but they were made of intangible realities. The word of God is is a reality unseen but is real. Hallelujah. So I receive all that the spirit of God has for me through these seven days. Hallelujah. Layer upon layer When we are through with you Smoke will be coming out from you yeah. <laughs> You'll be smoking Amen <laughs> I'll be a little fast For starters Amen But permit me We'll be talking and talking Until the day we can talk no more Amen are You understand what I'm talking about I want to just start from Colossians 2 verse 6 And 7. Praise God. How many of you are born again? Amen. If you're not, you should be. It's the best thing that can ever happen to you. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Next verse. Rooted and built up in Him. And established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding, daring with thanksgiving. That's what we're doing. Amen. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, he said, so walk ye in him. That means it is important for us to know how we received Christ Jesus the Lord. Because I said the same way you received him, that's how to walk in him. You didn't get it. The same way you receive Christ Jesus is the same way you walk in Him. There are not two different ways. so it's important for us to ask, how did we receive Christ Jesus the Lord? As ye, as I have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Even so, I should walk in Him. It's a pity that we have told people about how to receive Jesus. And then after they receive Jesus, we now start teaching them a new set of rules on how to live for Jesus. But this scripture is saying that it's the same way you receive Christ Jesus that you walk in Him. Oh, that means what we're actually missing is maybe we've not really been taught how we receive Christ Jesus. Maybe we've not really sat down to understand how we receive Christ Jesus. He says, So walk you in Him, rooted, built up, established in the faith, abounding in the same with thanksgiving as you have been taught. That means that hey, this being rooted, this being established, this being built up is a function of being taught. That the teaching ministry has a role to play in getting you rooted, built up, and established in the faith. Oh, it means that the absence of teaching would deny you of being rooted, built up, and established in the faith. If God's people are established in the faith, increase occurs. Acts 16.5. Acts 16.5, Paul was, um, the scripture was trying to make us understand something that happened to the church. In Acts 65 says, So were the churches established in the faith, and what happened in- and increased in number daily. That means there's a connection between establishment and increase. Meaning that these things become solid in you. You become solid in them. We'll go back to Colossians two, six. So it said, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, I'm going to focus on a very narrow area, and we're going to give it a love. Uh, um, uh, amplification. You understand? And we're going to amplify that a lot. Now, in that Colossians two six, it says, "As you have therefore received Christ Jesus." The first thing I see about that is that He didn't say, "As you have therefore given your life to Christ." Did you hear that? He said, "As you have therefore received Christ Jesus." You know, as Uh, A minister that functions also with a teaching gift. There are some things that people might not think are so important. But you discover that these terminologies alter our ideology. That the way the concepts are presented determine how we really understand them. You can teach a child about marriage... But the concept of marriage he communicated was brutal, so he knows marriage in a brutal way. Am I communicating? So some have preached the salvation, but the way they presented it was that salvation is a man giving something to God. Now don't forget, it is how you received him that you are to walk in him. So the challenge now is how some people received him. Amen. Or how they think they received him. How they suppose they received him. So, in religious circles, there are certain things we say. But they are not in the scriptures. They are not in the Bible. You say, have you given your life to the Lord? Amen. Have you given your life to the Lord? Do you know that there is nowhere in the Bible that talks about a man giving his life to God? (laughs) It will shock you. But we say it all the time. There's nowhere in the New Testament that talks about you giving your life to Christ. It always used the terminology receive. Because the focus was to make you know that you are the recipient. You are not the giver. You are the recipient. You are the receiver. Jesus is the giver. Are we together? That's why you see the word gifts in the Bible. A lot. Especially in the New Testament. Because everything that came to you was received. At the point Paul asked them, is there anything you have that you did not receive? That means in Christ, all that we have, we received. Listen, in actual fact, you did not give him your life; he gave you his life. (laughs) Amen. No, you didn't get it. You did not give him your life; he gave you his life. Paul said, "I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, yet not I." He said, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. Amen. Meaning, I came with nothing and I left with everything. Glory to God. That's the gospel. I came with nothing. I came with nothing. There is nothing I had to give. That's why the religious man has a difficulty Embracing salvation. Because naturally, man wants to be part of the salvation process. Huh? You understand that? So, when the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works. He say, no, I want to support God. You understand that? I want to support God. You understand that? I, I need to support Him. God does not need your support in salvation. He said, when, he, when God saw... And he pleased God to prove that through the wisdom of man, nobody could be saved. So, through the foolishness of preaching, he decided to save man. So you have nothing that you are giving. Now, listen, because most of what we are going to be talking about, you need to get this as the foundation. And it changes your language. Because your thinking has changed your thinking has changed. So, your language also will change. And when your language changes, your thinking changes, your actions will change. Are we together? Yeah, very important. So, the Bible says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I received Christ. Christ. (laughs) Christ. Say, "I I received Christ. It is because Of the concept of giving your life to Christ That eternal security becomes an issue to you Because if you give it, you can take it That's why it's an issue to you Have you not read scripture? Now unto him that is able to keep you Amen You are not the one keeping yourself You are kept, say I'm kept (laughs) you are preserved. Say, I'm preserved. preserved. So, as he have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, even so, walk ye in him. The understanding is very important. Let me just give you another scripture. In John 1, verse 11, he said, but he came unto his own. And his own received him not. That means the expectation was that he should be received. Then verse 12 says, But as many... Hallelujah. Thank God I'm among the many. Are you among the many? As many as received him, to them gave he power, the rights to become the sons of God. So the day you received him, you became... The son of God is son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting the picture here? So you received. You look through scriptures, um, even you go further to Galatians 3. The 13 verses, Christ has redeemed not from the cause of the law. Cause written Christ, um, um, cause you see the, um, the, that hanged on the tree. Verse 14 is my focus. He said that the blessing of Abraham, Might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we, you and I, might what? Receive. Everybody say receive. The promise of the Spirit. The new covenant is a receiving covenant. In the old covenant, they were asked to give something. In the new covenant, you are told to receive. Receive. In the Old Covenant you are told to do. In the New Covenant you are told it is done. Are you seeing the difference? The Old Covenant was exclusive to the Jews. The New Covenant was inclusive of mankind. All of mankind. So we receive. We receive. I give you another scripture, Romans 5 17. For if by one man's offense that reign by one, much more they which what receive. Everybody say receive. Abundance of grace. Amen. And, and of the gift of righteousness. Everything is received. We receive the eternal life. We receive the Holy Spirit. We receive gifts of the Spirit. We receive our inheritance. We receive forgiveness of sin. Are you getting the picture? It's received. So believers are receivers. Because one thing believing does is that it makes you take possession. Are you with me? How we take things in the spirit is that when we believe, we have. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall have. The moment believing happens, having happens. You know why many don't have yet? Because they've not believed. Lift your hand and say, Believers are receivers. I am a receiver because I'm a believer. Glory to God. Are you getting a picture here? So as he have therefore received Christ Jesus, even so walking in him. Now understanding that I received everything. The question is how did I receive? Glory to God. How did I receive? You know... We're going to go through the whole Bible in these seven days. In a very subtle way. Amen. You know... If you are not careful... You can miss the points and the reason why we even have a Bible. The Bible is not a rule book. (laughs) It's not a book of do's and don'ts for the new creation. That's not what it is. Let me show you a scripture. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like to read John chapter 5, verse 39. Are you there? Very simple scripture. He said, Jesus was speaking. He said, Search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. He said, and they are they which testify of me. What he's saying is that what you think you're looking for in the Bible is not what, it, what you should be looking for. The essence of these scriptures is to testify of me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we together? You know, I, I, I will touch some things. Let me give an example. You know, someone say, you know, you know, we read our Bible so that we know how to be Christians. No. No. The place of God's word is that it feeds our spirits. Are you listening to me? What food does to you physically is what the Bible does to the spirit of the believer. Am I communicating? It's not a book of rules. And if you attempt to embrace the New Testament... As a book of rules, then you have embraced the letter and not the spirit. The Bible says the letter killeth. It will never produce life. It's the spirit behind that word that gives life. In the Old Testament... The laws of God. The rules. God showed them the rules. Doubt are not. Doubt are not. The rules were written on tablets of stone. And they don't, you, you know, if, if you've not crammed the rules, you have to go and look, check. and say, uh, am I doing the right thing? You know, you understand that? You go and check. But in the New Testament, the Bible says, I will write my laws in your hearts. Amen. When did that happen? When you got born again. Hallelujah. When you got born again. That's what makes you know God from within you. Amen. Because He had written His law in your heart. In law in the sense that the things, the, the, the things that He wants you to do, how He wants you to be governed, is in your spirits. Glory to God. So, as we receive Christ Jesus, we didn't receive Christ Jesus by rules. You want to be born again? Ah, walk on one leg. If you don't walk on one leg, you will not be saved. You want to be born again? (laughs) You know how those Shaolin masters laugh? (laughs) You want to be born again? It's not today. (laughs) You see, in those days, when we got born again, (laughs) that's not how we got born again. When the Bible says the just shall live by faith. What do you think it's talking about? Everyone that is in this program of grace came in only one way. By faith in his blood. Are you understanding me? No other way. Paul's argument to Romans 10 verse 1. He said, brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Why are they not saved? Why are they not saved? As a matter of fact, the law of Romans 10, that's what he was talking about. Why are they not saved? He said, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. That means, you see, it, you don't get saved because you say, no, I just like to serve God. I just like to, by, as if I just serve him, I will just enter the kingdom through service. No. You cannot serve the Lord into the kingdom. Your service doesn't even count if you're not even in the kingdom. Amen. Are you understanding me? No, it doesn't. Why? Because if you have not embraced the sacrifice of Jesus, you are wrong. You didn't hear me well. And when you embrace the sacrifice of Jesus, you are right. <laughs> you know, to talk about logic but zero or one. There's no in between. Are you understanding me? If you have not embraced that sacrifice Jesus made for you, all of your good works don't count. You are wrong. And then, when you embrace that sacrifice of Jesus, you are right. God does not see the world based on Africa, Europe, North America, Asia. That's not how He sees the world. He sees... The church, the Jews, and the rest of the world, amen, known as the Gentiles, the unsaved. In this age, the focus is the church. God's primary agenda today is you. You are God's business. God does not have stepchildren somewhere. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me somewhere? No, 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 no. You are, you are his children. He doesn't have another family. Are you understanding me? You are his family. Get that very clear. And how you came into the family is through faith. What does it mean when you say faith? See. You know, sometimes we speak a lot of English and you miss the point. It's simple. Trust the sacrifice that was made. Amen. That that sacrifice was enough for you. Amen. You know, sometimes even Paul m- began to miss it. You understand that? Paul began to say, oh God, oh God, this thing has been buffeting me for many years. I've tried in my own power to stop, to, to, uh, for, for this thing not to beat me down. God said, look, my grace is enough for you. That means that, yes, there's nothing else you need. Amen. Apart from what I have done for your life to be fine. Amen. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. He said, I don't have an education. He said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. I don't have connections. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. I don't know everything. How I wish, I know all the scriptures. No, no, no. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. It's not even now. I don't misunderstand me, it's not in the abundance of scriptures. No. What scriptures help you do, is that scriptures help you see the unsearchable riches of Christ. Are you understanding me? And then, at the end of the day, what it's helping you do is to trust more. Glory to God. Say, I trust Him. I trust the sacrifice. Say, the sacrifice is enough. You know, I've set a target that this year, my my business must enter the next level. What should I do? Trust the sacrifice. I want to get married. You understand that? Like yesterday. So, you know, um, I'm trying to do a photo shoot. You understand that? and put it on Facebook so that people will see all my features. You understand that? And then they'll get married to me. No, trust the sacrifice is enough. How did you receive him? You trusted in the sacrifice. In Habakkuk chapter 2. If you read verse 4. That's where the idea. The just shall live by faith came from. And if you really want to understand what he was talking about. It would be good to read the whole verse. Alright. No, no. You have the just shall live by faith in several places in the New Testament. Alright. You have it in Romans 1. You have it in Hebrews um, um, 10. You have it in Galatians you know, 3. And all that. Now. This is where it came from. This is where it was spoken of by the prophet. He said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. That means that there can never be uprightness when there is no trust in God. Are you understanding me? He said, But what will separate a man to be counted as just is that he trusts In the sacrifice Amen That's what he's talking about The just shall live by faith This year The sacrifice of Jesus Is enough for me The death, burial and resurrection of Christ Is what is enough for me Hi, Paul said, and I, brethren, 1 Corinthians 2, one, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. What was he implying? He said, look, 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 excellency of speech or wisdom will not save you. He said, no, I have a PhD, but I think I need to have a double PhD. You understand that? No, 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 no. He said, no, no, that will not save you. It might do something for you, but what the sacrifice will deliver, that can never deliver. Are we together? He said, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech. I didn't come to you in the strength of my oratory. Of my wisdom. Or what I know, where I've been. There's some of you here, you are still facing the world with excellency of speech. You are still addressing your business with excellency of wisdom. Listen, that might be a way, but you have a higher way. And that higher way is an easier way. Is a way that does not require your self-efforts. Many years back, who looked like the guys that were just saying those guys are always talking faith and all talking those things. Talking and the, why they were still looking and say, all those boys, all those boys, they were still calling us boys, and we're taking over. Because they can't explain. You know, some of them are doing all the things you know what they call see, see, trust is what exempts you from hustle. So they're still hustling. They stretch their hand to get something. If the hand can't get it, the leg will try to get it. The teeth wants to get it. You understand they're hustling and hustling. Why? Because they need you see, it's by strength they want to prevail, <laughs> but they don't know that by strength shall no man prevail. Something has already prevailed. The sacrifice. Amen. Glory to God. Just ride on it. Amen. Glory to God. I get in the picture here? So Paul said, I, I came not with excellency of speech. Or wisdom. When I declare to you the testimony of God. I know sometimes when you hear people talk about testimony of God, I know the natural way, especially in Africa here, you say, I have a testimony. If it's in some place, say testimony. Everywhere testimony. You understand that? They have a testimony. But Paul is not talking about testimony in the way you know testimony. And I don't know why you know it that way. Paul was saying, for us to say, Brother A has a testimony. Then Brother A comes and says, Praise the Lord. You know, I was by the way. Then, I came. that's my testimony well that's your testimony but it's important to know that God already has a testimony about you God's own testimony his testimony what God is saying his testimony is that you are blood bought you are blood washed your sins have been forgiven and that everything is working to your advantage That he is for you and nothing can be against you. That whatever you lay your hands to do will prosper. All of that is God's testimony about you. So we homologia. We speak the same thing. We say the same thing that God is saying about us. So this is what Paul was talking about. He said, declaring unto you the testimony of God. He said, I did not come with excellency of speech or wisdom. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. Now, verse 2. He said, I determined not to know anything. That means all those things don't count. I determined. How can Paul determine not to know anything? Don't forget, Paul was a trained lawyer. He trained under the best. He's been to school. He had acquired degrees. He said, but I count all those things, but done that I may win Christ. So I determined that in this matter, I don't need to know any other thing. <laughs> I determined, I pray that in this meeting, you will determine not to know anything. With somebody determined to be ignorant, He said, i am determined to be ignorant in the physical help and to absolutely trust Jesus and His sacrifice for me." Sola Christus, the Latin would say, "Christ alone. Amen. Are you telling me, I determine to trust Christ." And Christ alone. This year. Determine that. (laughs) So if I determine not to know anything among you. Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. In essence. He came to say. We will just read in verse 1. That he declared to them what? The testimony of God. Now in verse 2, he's saying that what he declared was Jesus Christ and him crucified. That means the testimony of God is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the testimony of God. That means that when Jesus on the cross, that's everything God wanted to say was happening there that day. Amen. Everything God wanted to say to man was happening that day. Oh, I've preached several times and maybe I just need to say this here today. See, God, the almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth had a message for man. Are you understanding me? He had a message for man. He had a message for man. And for many years, he had been sending servants to bring the message. So many people came with a message from God. All oh, the prophets. Remember, if you read about Noah in Genesis 7. Noah came with a message. Some heard him. Some didn't hear him. Moses came with a message. From God. Don't think that when they say message, the man had a book he was reading from. He had to prove that God sent him. Amen. Are you understanding me? He had to prove that God sent him. Then Joshua came up and said, That God that spoke to Moses also spoke to me. And all the prophets you read about, all came with a message for humanity. But you know what? All of them came with a little portion of all that God wanted to say. Are you understanding me? Fragments. Of what God wanted to say. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says. God who at sundry times. And in diverse manners. Spake unto the fathers by us. Has in these last days. Amen. By the prophet sorry. Verse 2. Has in these last days. Spoken unto us. Through who? By his son. Whom he had appointed heir of all things. Now, let me go back to verse 1 so you get it. God, who at sundry times, that means sometimes various times, various times, various times, and in diverse manners, spoke in time past to the fathers, through the prophets. That means he said many things through the prophets to the people. But there's only one thing he was trying to say. And Jesus is that thing that the father was trying to say. has in these last days spoken unto us how? by his son Amen Amen. Did you hear that? He has spoken to us how? by his son whom he had appointed heir of all things Jesus is the father's final message to us He is the complete message that's why Jesus is referred to as the last Adam, not the second Adam. Adam, there's an Adam. Then Jesus prophetically in First Corinthians 15 is declared as the last. That means there's not going to be another. And there are symbolisms between the first Adam and the last Adam. There are symbolisms between what he called him. The first man was Adam. And Jesus was called the second man. Hallelujah. He said the first man is earthy and of the earth. The second man is heavenly and of heaven. Hallelujah. The first Adam was raised out of dust. So he was earthly. Hallelujah. The second one came right out of heaven. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? But there are also similarities between the first and the last. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know something? The first man. We are not made after the image of the first man. No. The first man was made. We were born. That's different. We don't look like him. We are him expressed. I have his life. Are you getting a picture? I have his life. From Genesis to Revelation, all that God was trying to say was to show the world Jesus. Jesus. In types and shadows, in allegories, in symbolisms, Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's why if somebody reads his Bible and does not see Jesus. You've not started reading it. You know what? You know some people, there are different layers of revelation. We'll talk about that maybe on the third day. But let me just mention this. You know, you can open your Bible and start, you will discover principles. Wow! Principle of Success 101. I saw it in the Bible. Thou shalt meditate. <laughs> principle of sound marriage. I found it in the Bible. But the Bible, if all you saw were principles, you were still on the top layer. When you look, you will see the principle. He doesn't want you to see principles he wants you to see the principle the person the person the person look see understand God Moses will come and give them rules say God said that's enough. do you know Moses was not living by the rules <laughs> he was not living by the rules he was not living by the rules it was because he was not living by the rules that he married a lady that Miriam was offended and spoke against him. Is that not so? Ah, you brought rule for us now. You are not living according to rule. God told the children, he said, you, you cannot see me. All of you, if anybody see me, will die. But him and Moses were saying, show me your back. Show me your back. Show me. <laughs> when God speaks, the children say, they will roar. They saw Lightning. Thunder, smoke on Mount Sinai. What kind of God is this? Ah, 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 ah. That kind of God. We, we don't, we, we don't want to answer him back. Please be talking for us. But when God told Moses that because you smote the rock a second time, you will not enter into the promised land. Moses did not say, God has spoken. We say, God, how far for you now? Nah? Now nah, wow, it's too diverse. <laughs> Amen. And do you know God said, don't speak to me about that matter again? Are you understanding me? That means they were having discussions. Glory to God. God said, don't speak to me about that matter again. Do you know God didn't tell him no? God didn't tell him no. How do we know? Because on the mount of transfiguration, he touched the promised land. Matthew 17. He He entered. He came to discuss with Jesus, remember? (laughs) That was prayer answered. This, your God, is a loving father. Is a loving father. Trust his sacrifice for you. Are you getting the picture? (laughs) Where were we? (laughs) Glory to God. So I was talking about Adam. 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 Where art thou? First man. The first man functioned in the garden. And the last man also functioned in the garden. You remember the garden of Gethsemane? The Bible says God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. God leading. take it. He went into a deep sleep. The Bible didn't tell us how long, but I will not doubt if it was three days and three nights. And God opened his side and brought out Eve, a figure of how Jesus would die three days and three nights, and God would bring out the church from his side. Are you getting a picture? So everything was pointing us to Jesus. Glory to God. Now, you know, I said something that that sacrifice, you need to trust it. Determine not to know anything except Jesus and Him crucified. This was what Abraham understood. Abraham helped these kings to deliver them from trouble. Then they brought back the spoils of war and said, "Abraham, thank you for helping us. Take anything you want from the spoils and give us anyone you give us will take because even without you, we would not have even had it." Moses said, "I won't even take a shoelace from this thing, lest you will say you are the one that made Abraham rich. Abraham was proving that my trust is not in these things." Glory to Jesus. Lift your hand and say, I trust Him. Say again, I trust Him. I trust the sacrifice and nothing else. The sacrifice of Jesus is enough for me. The grace of the Lord is enough for me. Glory to God. God wants to boast in your prosperity. God wants to boast in your living rights. Now say, so you, you know what I did? Hey, oh, ha, ha You know what I did? Ha, I tied my eyes. <laughs> no, no, no. God wants to boast in his workings in you. Oh, I got born again. Say, I got born again. I say, I got born again. And I, 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 I could not just stop smoking. Every day I would declare in the name of Jesus, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God is at work in me, but to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is at work in me, but to will and to, now, one day, he had been praying and saying that over and over again, he would cross to the malam and buy a stick of cigarette. That day he went as he lit it. It was bitter in his mouth. He said, what am I even doing? This is not my life. He dropped it, stepped on it. That was the last day. That is what it means for grace to deliver you. Glory to God. Say, I love, I love Jesus. Say it again, I love, I love Jesus. You know, this confession, I'm being careful not to enter another topic. Amen. <laughs> so that we can close on time the first day. Let it be like we close early. You understand? <laughs> Alright. Because the first day. Amen. So that you'll come tomorrow. <laughs> then we'll close early. Then you come again, we'll close early. Thereafter we will not close early again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's what the Bible referred to. I just mentioned it. I'll talk about faith in course of the days. The law of faith. It was a law of faith. Lord. That's trusting in Him. There's a governing spiritual principle of putting your trust in the sacrifice. that activates the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus spoken about in Romans 8 so this thing works because you have believed let me wrap up this way in Romans 10 we mentioned it several times we talked about verse 1 we talked about verse, okay, say, um, verse 1 says, brethren I have desire and prayer to God for his words that they might be saved, for I bear in record they have his the zeal of God, but well, not according to knowledge. He says, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, have gone about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Then verse 4 says, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Then he goes further to say that Moses he was describing the righteousness which is of the law. That a man that doeth these things. So he now wants to explain what he's talking about. The righteousness that the Jewish people have not submitted to. He was trying to explain it. So he said that this righteousness is different from the righteousness of the law. Which Moses talked about. The other righteousness is the righteousness of faith. And the righteousness of faith speaketh on this wise. That means you cannot embrace that righteousness of faith without speaking. It starts by telling you what not to say. Say you not. It ends by telling you what it says. Amen. 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 He said, this is the word of faith which we preach. Where I'm going to is nine and ten. I'm just building. That if, give me verse nine, you shall confess with your mouths this is how you got saved. Remember what we said from Colossians six. As you have received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. How did you receive Him? Romans 10 is telling you what happened. As ye have... He said, this is how you received Him. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. See, this scripture verse 9 and 10, it is important for it to be taught any pastor, anyone that has the, the, the privilege of being a pastor over people, teach this scripture clearly and carefully. Not in a hurry. Because if anybody does, anyone misses the point of this scripture, you miss the whole thing. This scripture says that if you shall confess with your mouth, let me say your mouth. The Bible talks about three kinds of confession. And most of the time, the confession that people, when they see confess, the thing they think about is confession of sin. And that means admission, admission of wrong. Say, ah, uh, yes, I did it. Did you did it? Yes, I did it. Did you did it? Did it? Yes, I did it? Did it? <laughs> so that's the confession that they know. Are you understanding me? You did it, eh? You have done it. You are doing it. Okay. But look, this is not what I was talking about there. The primary confession, that changes a man's life is not the confession of his sin is the confession of the lordship of christ is the mother of all confessions if you shall confess with your mouth what the lord jesus confess the lord jesus Everybody, say, confess the lord jesus And shall believe in thine hearts that God had raised this Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. That means that, okay, you've heard the message. You believe that God raised him from the dead. You confess Jesus as Lord. Because you believe he was raised from the dead. Salvation drops. Hallelujah. But many have read the scripture the other way. If you shall confess all your wrongdoings and believe in you have very, 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 very well, you know, there's a way you, you, you don't say it, but you add your own thing to the scripture. So you see people trying to lead a soul to Christ, and then when they say, come and give your life to Christ, say, lift your hand." Say, say with me, Lord Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, say, today, today, I turn around. They say, turn, turn. I turn around. For all my wicked ways, from all my wicked ways, I go forward into Christ, I go forward into Christ. Yes, you, you, yasada. <laughs> Then you say, uh-huh, were you a cultist? You say, yes. Ah! It's not, I've not finished. Lift your hand again. Now, I renounce, I renounce every witch every witch i renounce uh, uh, this cult i renounce i renounce amen say blood seven times blah, 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 blah. <laughs> say go do you know why you are doing that you don't have faith in what god said that saves a man is that same problem that makes that when you are praying for the sick you say in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus, sickness, sickness. You know, quote like fourteen scriptures from the time of John the Baptist. What has that scripture got to do with his sickness? Because you have not believed that He said, "You shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover." Do you know what Mr. means to lay hands? He did not say you shall pray. He said you will touch and they will be well. Touch and they will be well. Touch and they will be well. Why? There is a power at work in you. You are a life-giving spirit. You are a life-giving spirit. The first man was a living soul. But the last Adam was a life-giving spirit. And we are after the second, the last Adam. Are you understanding me? That's how we are. As he is, so are we in this world. Shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. You know what makes it work? That you believe. Amen. That you believe. That you shall lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. Amen. Are we together? So, now, in the same way, when you're leading someone to Christ... Understand something. It's not the aggression of your prayer that makes the guy saved. It's not how hot your message was that makes the guy saved. Conviction is not by how loud you were when you were preaching. Hey. Conviction. You can just turn and say, Jesus loves you and someone will be under conviction. Conviction is a walk, purely a work of the Spirit of God. Are you me? You might talk on the outside, it's the Holy Spirit that talks on the inside. <laughs> Amen. Conviction. A man of God in England, a Baptist minister was, this was several years ago, a Metropolitan Temple Tabernacle, you know, in London. He, they were doing a um, mic check, you know, testing sound. This was many years ago. Not even Mike. They set the building. They had a kind of an acoustic design to make sure that everybody is in the building that sits about six thousand people can hear the voice of the preacher. So he normally will come and after they've done all the things they have done, he would just say, "Um, um, um, "The gospel is about going to salvation." Can you hear from there? Um, Jesus saves. Can you hear from there? A man was working as a laborer in the in the premises when they were doing sound check and the man just came up and quoted a scripture in sound check the guy went home and got saved that's conviction nobody told him to give his life to Christ give your life, bring it, bring your life alright now, bring your life Bring, Bring one, bring your life bring it Don't know what you'll be doing with this life. I've collected it now. Drop the life in church. Keep life, leave it, go, go. <laughs> Say, I have received Christ. Say he is the giver and the recipient. I want to tidy up this scripture. Say, You shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe with a heart that God that, that God had raised him from the dead. Not God will, God had. God had raised him from the dead. Thou shall be saved. Let me just read verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's telling you how you got saved. Say this is how I got saved. Now some of you don't even know that. You might not even know sometimes when you were doing it. But this is how the Spirit of God led you into salvation. You didn't get saved because you were remorseful. Remorse didn't get you saved. You read your Bible, the Bible says that worldly sorrow leads to death. Amen. It never produces life. but it's godly sorrow. Amen. It, it leads to repentance, to a change of thinking and action. But watch this. The word verse nine again. Let's read it together. I want to close here. One to go. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you know why there was emphasis on thy mouth and thine heart? Making you understand salvation is a personal matter. Someone cannot confess Jesus for you. Someone cannot believe Jesus for you. So it is your mouth and your heart. Amen. Are you getting the picture? It is the same thing also. As you have received Christ Jesus with your mouth and your heart, you also receive every other thing that Christ provided with your mouth and your heart. Are you getting the picture? With thy mouth and thine heart. But where I want to pause is on the word confess. That word has thrown the body of Christ off board, off balance. True, it has divided theologians. Some are on the other side, you understand that, with rocks from the law. You know, anybody that is in the law must know how to throw stones. <laughs> I <hear his> <laughs> and anybody that is in grace knows how to receive stones <laughs> Stevie amen <laughs> are you getting me so you have to know how to throw stones if you are under the law ah it's a lie the word of God says all I have seen I'm <laughs> conscious of the glory of God what about the Bible that says law <laughs> <Lord. laughs> amen They know how to throw stones. You cannot be versed in the law and not know how to throw stones. (laughs) Amen. Now you didn't study the law well. How do you know that you still have some law infection? How do you know? Let me tell you how you know. Should I tell you? Come tomorrow. <laughs> I will tell you. Now, let's finish confess. If thou shalt confess. In the Old Testament. When the Bible talks about confess. You can even see in Proverbs. It's talking about confess as an admission of wrongdoing. That's why most of the time, that's what I was talking about. So when people come, they come and confess. Do you know that even when they lay, they 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 lay hands on that scapegoat, they s- s- confess all their sins on that scapegoat. Are you understanding me? On the animal, they confess their sins on on the animal. The sins have to be confessed upon the animal. Then the animal is released. Jesus has received all your confessions. Okay. I have looked for trouble. But it will come out during the week. This confess in the New Testament. Especially in the Epistles. You know the whole book, the whole New Testament, the whole of the Bible was written by 40 authors or writers. And the New Testament is... Written by eight, just eight folks, eight. It makes me understand how God can work with only eight men. Eight men. Matthew, Mark, Luke, right? Luke wrote two books. John wrote five. Then you have Peter, James, Jude, and Paul. Hallelujah. Eight of them. Paul wrote fourteen. John wrote five. Luke wrote two. The others just took one, 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 one. Amen. And if you study the writings of Paul and you study the writings of John and the rest of them, you'll find that the... Ah, let me not make a statement, I have to explain. The word confess the Greek rendering talked about not an admission of wrong but speaking the same thing in conscience. Because the word was homologia. Gotten from two words combined. Homo, you know homo. Homo, 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 you know homo. Logia is logos. Homo means same. Alright? Homo is same. I don't know why you are (laughs) laughing. Logos is word or speech. Are we together? So when the Bible says confess, it's talking about same speech. But I thought on this, I have a message on this. And I, the Spirit of God began to show me that it's not just saying the same thing. It is saying it to mean the same thing it's supposed to mean. Glory to God. So, when you confess the Lord Jesus, what Jesus said, He has done for you, you are saying the same thing. that's what makes you saved that's why every day we wake up Christianity is the great confession your mouth must be open to declare the same thing that the cross has declared concerning you healing belongs to me I walk in divine health doors have opened for me all things are mine are you understanding me Are you getting me? So those kind of things you're saying. My sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. Say it. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God. Say it again. My sins are forgiven. (laughs) My My past sins are forgiven. (inaudible) My present sins are forgiven. (gasps) My My future sins are forgiven. (sighs) My future, future sins are forgiven. (laughs) Somebody asked me a question. And I told the person to be here today. I'm going to be teaching along those lines. You see, your sins are forgiven. Even the sins that you are calling past, they were future when Jesus died. They were future when Jesus died. Blessed is he whom the Lord will not impute sin blesses the man. And you are that blessed man. Forgiveness of sin is a blessing of the new covenant. Lift your hands and say, My sins are are forgiven. Glory to God. So, how you received Him? You confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And you believed in your heart that God raised him from death. That's how you received Christ Jesus. Is that also? Now go back to Colossians two. The Bible says, "As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so, so, everyone says, so, so. walk ye in Him. That means conduct your business the way you got saved." Oh Conduct your relationship the way you got saved How do you get saved you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart How will you conduct your relationship You will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart Hallelujah How will you take the year 2017 You will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart How will your children be raised and be in the light and the path that God has ordained for them You will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart how will sickness not have a hold over you how will you break out of every genome uh, genetic disease you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. how will you have unexplainable promotions in your life you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart what are you confessing, believing that's sacrifice As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. Walk in Him. Walk in Him is how you conduct yourself in Him. Are you understanding me? That's how walk in Him. Walk in Him. Walk in Him. Listen to me. You got saved. Do you know? Do you know that when you confess your mind, believe that instantly you were saved. That means the response. Do you know? It didn't, it didn't have to be processed. That's what Paul was telling them. He said, no, no, say not in your heart. Who shall go to heaven? Amen. Who shall descend to the deep? He said, no, 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 no. That's not what to say. He said, the word is mighty, Even in your mouth and in your heart. Hallelujah. That is the word of faith which we preach. Are you getting to me? So in the same way, no, 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 no. Don't say, eh, when will it happen? When you say it. When will it happen? When you believe. When you say it. When you believe, it will happen. Amen. The word is mighty. <laughs> Salvation has been provided. We appropriate by confessing with our mouths and believing in our hearts. What is it you want to see this year? Will you stand on your feet and begin to confess with your mouth? in the light of what you've heard today. And believe in your heart that this sacrifice has already provided victory for you. Provided success for you. Yes, it has. It has. In the Old Testament, God told them, He said, look, the soul of your feet shall tread upon, you shall possess. That means there was no limit. Everywhere was part of the inheritance. Anywhere they could go, God could give it to them. Listen to me. Whatever you touch in your confession, whatever you touch in your believing, is yours in the name of Jesus Christ. The source of our feet concerning the new testament is what we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that we possess we give you praise thank you holy spirit of god we glorify your name we glorify your name We give you praise. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithonline.org faith or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.